Yo, what it is. Welcome to the Bailout Podcast, Wrestling Edition, Episode 2. I'm your host, Kerry No Intro Bailey. Hope you're enjoying our weekend so far, and thank you for listening to Episode 2. I really appreciate it. Of course, we're going to get into the week that was in wrestling. Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, NXT, AEW Dynamite. We also have a special guest coming by to talk some wrestling. Just a little bit about everything, man. So, stay tuned. Be right back. Ah, the week that wasn't wrestling. Let's get it started. Starting Monday Night Raw. Things that stood out to me. Seth versus The Fiend. I like the idea of Seth coming to the Firefly Funhouse. That was a nice wrinkle. I have an issue, though, with the actual match that they're setting up. Bray was drafted to SmackDown. Seth was drafted to Raw. So why on earth are they wrestling for technically a Raw title on Crown Jewel? It just doesn't make any sense. If that was the case, if they were so intent on keeping this feud going, why not draft Seth and Bray to the same brand? The match doesn't make any sense to me in that regard. Now, you have a fall, not fall, that falls count anywhere match. And now they say that what they put now under it can't be stopped for anything. Again, that corner they backed themselves to, into a hell in a cell remains. The Fiend has to win. Because now there's no excuse for you to stop the match. I <laughs> I really don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. But hopefully they got some long-term planning behind it. Because to me right now, it doesn't make sense. The Street Poppers versus the OC intrigues me a lot. You know the Street Poppers are going to eventually you know, not only be doing you know, backstage stuff. They're going to get in the ring. They got drafted to Monday Night Raw, obviously. So I'm intrigued by that matchup. I don't know if it's going to be Gallows and Anderson necessarily versus Street Pops. Maybe it's a combination. I hope it's a combination personally because AJ Styles is obviously a part of it. So got to make it about all three of them. Becky versus Charlotte was a very, very, very good match. Some people didn't like the finish with the roll up. But again, I liked it because Charlotte lost focus and it wasn't like Becky got a cheap shot in the win or something like that. She surprised her. So I liked the match. I loved the match all the way through. They gave him a lot of time, and it was a very, very good match. The Viking Raiders are the champs. Before I even get into the match, fire promo after the match. Fire promo after the match. Talking about how they were Ring Around champs, IWGP champs, NXT champs, and now Raw Tag Team champs. That promo was dope. Um, but the match itself was good, too. Really good. I expected the Viking Raiders to win, but also kind of thought Rudin Ziggler was going to pull it out a couple of times so it was a very good match I'm excited to see where they go with the tag team hope tag team belts from here hopefully they put some infamous if uh infamous <laughs> emphasis on the tag team division let's go over to NXT I mean I could say this about anything I could say this about Keith Lee I could say this about uh, I could say this about any Keith Lee and uh Dominic Dajakovic match it's been fire. Everything, every match has been fire. Um, so I'm sad to see that this one didn't um, didn't finish. But I like the setup. Roderick Strong getting involved now. It's a triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship. That match should be really good. That's possibly, could possibly be a match of the year candidate. If you add Roderick Strong to what Keith Lee and uh, Dajakovic have already done. Man, it's, it's only it's only up from here. 
Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair next week should be a very good match. And Io Shirai spread in there somewhere. I'm not sure how they're going to do it. I know they're setting up something to whoever I'm assuming faces Shayna. But it's a nice wrinkle to see Ripley and Belair that you don't know what EO stands. Because kind of you look at if you Rhea Ripley, you have a legitimate argument. Shayna, Shayna already beat Bianca Belair. Shayna already beat EO Shirai. So that's her claim right there. And then Bianca and EO are sitting there saying, nah, we want another shot. So I'm curious to see how that goes. That match should be good as well. The Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch versus Imperium match. Man, I love tag team wrestling NXT because it delivers constantly from Mustache Mountain to the Undisputed Era uh, to DIY to, man, it just delivers. And it that one delivered as well. Can we talk about the Regal stare down of Roderick Storm real quick before I even get any further? Man, he, it looks a kill. William Regal would have killed Roderick Strong. But that stare, man, it was equally as scary as it was funny. The main event was Pete Dunne and Damian Priest. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I don't really know much about Damian Priest. I know he was wrestling somewhere before and it's so much to get into now wrestling you kind of and people that have been wrestling not necessarily in wwe so you kind of have to look around and see where they wrestled before but man this dude can go when he did the flip off the middle rope out to the outside i was sold <laughs> i was sold uh that match was good that match was really good of course he won off a low blow and um and it was over from there but it was a very good match I expected Pete Dunne to win, actually, but it was a nice surprise to see Damian Priest win. And again, I was shocked, pleasantly shocked that he 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 can go. Um, let's go over to AEW. First thing I say about AEW, I am now a Darby Allen fan. Again, I'm loving that AEW is around now, and I know obviously previous. Um, Promotions were around, but weren't on TV too much, so I didn't know much about them. But I'm happy that AEW is on TV so I can see it for myself. I don't know much some of these guys, and I'm happy I don't. It's it's a f- refreshing thing to see new guys you haven't seen and you know you become fans of. So I am now a Darby Allen fan. That match he put on with man, but he got his uh, wrist taped up, and he was still doing flips out the out the ring, doing suicide dives, man. It was amazing. I thought it was no way. Because I even just asked myself, how in the world is he going to pin? How in the world is he going to do this? And he just did it. So I am a Darby Allen fan. And credit to AEW for uh, producing new stars and trying to give them exposure. The Young Bucks look like they're going to be going up against Santana and Ortiz at uh, what's that full gear in Baltimore. Again, same thing with the Santana and Ortiz. Kind of just started knowing about them recently, before a little bit before AEW. I would say earlier this year, I would say. And I start, I kind of caught wind of them. And I don't, I've actually never seen them wrestle before AEW, but I've heard about them. I did a little research and stuff like that. So I'm excited to see that match. Uh, a lot of people have told me that match should be awesome. I already know about the Young Bucks and matches they put on. So you add them, Santana Ortiz, to that match against the Young Bucks. Can't wait. I'm definitely I definitely can't wait for full gear. Full gear is loaded right now. Speaking of full gear, I know you got Omega versus Moxley. 
So let's talk about Mosley and Pac versus Omega and Page. Again, I love tag team wrestling. Even if it is kind of thrown in, people thrown in together. They got singles issues going on. And, man, that match was good as well. Um, I love the bar. Kenny Omega and Moxley just have this animosity to each other that just jumps off the screen, man. And it just, it's just you got to see them fight. You have, I can't wait for Full Gear to see that. So <laughs> when they got the barbed wire, uh, broom barbed wire bat, and they kind of had a standoff, and they, they ready to go. They are ready to go. So I can't wait for Full Gear to see that. But the tag match was really good. Pat coming in and tossing the weapons away was funny because he's trying to win. Moxley and Omega just want to take each other apart. So I knew the paradigm shift was coming. He all in the man face. So I knew it was coming once the middle fingers happened. But still, a good match. The Lucha Bros versus Marco Scunt and Jungle Boy exceeded expectations because I, you know, I don't, again, another guy I don't know much about, but I'm learning. I'm trying to, you know, uh, learn. Uh, these guys knew nothing about, know nothing about Marco Scott. So I expected it to be a squash match, honestly, since Luchasaurus was uh, was hurt. But man, that match exceeded my expectation. I know about the Lucha Bros. I know uh, how good they are, but I just assumed it was going to be a squash because, you know, little guy. But he got some skills, man. He got some skills. Um, so that match exceeded expectation. I figured the Lucha Bros would win, but I expected a squash, like I said. But man, that match exceeded my expectations and that's always a good thing friday night smackdown nikki cross versus bailey is the move for the next women smackdown women's championship match i need to add some more layers to nikki cross character because she can be a foil to bailey i don't think uh bailey bailey will lose but it can definitely be a good match and a good storyline leading up to it so I'm anxious to see what happens with that. I, I, you know, Bailey was on Miss TV and she did the famous Vincent Mann line. I know we had many of them, but life sucks and then you die. Um, that was that was great, man. The the, the character development of Bailey so far since the heel turn is amazing. They're going all out with it, and I'm happy for that. This is ironically what fans were running from John Cena for the longest, and we never got it. Just one more time, I wanted Dr. Thugonomics. I know we got the one-off uh, appearance here and there, but, you know, it is what it is. Now, a lot of people will probably miss this, but I saw it plain as day. Kofi, when Tucker mentioned about him losing the WWE Championship, <laughs> when he said, "I got I'm, what? No, I'm okay. Power, power positivity, positivity. But at the meantime, on Big E's shoulder, he's crushing a pancake. So hopefully, man, that, that that may have been coincidence. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too deep into it. But at the same time, I hope it comes. I hope it something comes of it. Because you should be upset you lost the championship belt the way you did. You should be. So hopefully, you know that is. If you ain't see it, go back and check it on YouTube. I'm sure it's up there, um, or somewhere Twitter. I'm sure it's somewhere out there. Um, Kofi Cushion Pancake when he mentioned when Tucker mentioned him losing the championship belt. Uh. The Roman, Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke, and uh, Baron Corbin match. Another good tag team match. Good tag team wrestling was really good this week. Let me just say that. It was really good this week. That match was really good. Are we getting Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke? Because I want to see that. That's something I would definitely be interested in seeing. Um, Roman, his patented spear through the barricade. I said on the last podcast, I'm actually starting to like Baron Corbin a little bit. He's a perfect heel. He... He's easily hateable. So, all four involved 
Good match, good storytelling. Again, I hope we get in Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke. I actually want to see that. Shorty G. Really? To bar from the Miz? Really? It wasn't enough to go Shorty Gable. It wasn't enough. We had to go to Shorty G now. I don't... I, I just... I'm I'm baffled at Shorty G. He could he couldn't just stay Chad Gable. No, okay. I don't I don't know where we're going where we're going with this. The sad thing, he's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler. And he just ever since American Alpha Man uh didn't pan out because of uh injury to uh Jason Jordan, or they split them up actually. And it's just been man, he's he he's a great wrestler. I feel like he could he could really do something. Um Last thing about SmackDown, why did they squash Drew Gulak, man? I like Drew Gulak. He just had a good match with Leo Rush a few weeks ago for the Cruiserweight Championship, and it was a good match. He's put on good matches. Why he got to get squashed by Braun? I know they're trying to make Braun look, look strong for Tyson Fury and all that. I get it. But did it have to be Drew Gulak? Did it have to be? I wish he would have stayed in NXT. Um, that would have been good for him. But hopefully... You know, this is not his SmackDown career, like how it's going to go. Um, I really hope not, because he's a good wrestler. He's a, he's a good, you know, the PowerPoint presentation was, was <laughs> his back, and that was funny. But hopefully, hopefully, this is not the trajectory of his SmackDown career. So that's it for the week in wrestling. That's what stood out to me, whether it was bad or good. But to me, both shows, all four shows, actually not both, all four shows were pretty good this week. I think NXT and AEW, again, were the two best. Um, but that's the week in wrestling. When we come back, we got a special guest, my man Travis Gerard. Been watching wrestling, you know, since mid-2000s. You know, he got into it. And uh, it's nice to hear from somebody else. Uh, their viewpoint on NXT and AEW, you know, how they started watching wrestling. So when we come back, we got a guest. Be right back. All right, we back. Welcome back. Have a special guest to talk some wrestling, Mr. Travis Gerald. So, welcome to the podcast, man. Finally got you on. Oh yeah, definitely. Long time coming, so let's get going. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know you want to talk about NXT, AEW, but as I do with all new guests, I'm curious. I like to hear different stories how people got into wrestling. Cause I know how I got in. I know how a couple people got into it, but for your perspective, how did you get into wrestling? Oh, that's a good question. Um, when I was younger, I'd say around like 2006, 2007. Um, I actually got into wrestling because of SmackDown vs. Raw 2007. I uh, played at my friend's house all the time. I was like, oh yeah, okay, video game's pretty cool. Um, but like, do we actually like have this on TV? Cause I didn't really know about it. Um, and then I just decided one night, decided to watch Monday Night Raw and from there it was just, kind of a big fandom just took over and it kind of died down a little bit around like 2013, 2014 like I started going to high school and then sort of picked back up like all time highs now that I've left college and everything and it's just you know wanting to get in the business you know yeah that's that's uh that's interesting it, it happens your your fandom goes up and down depending on you know it might be it might be life it might be might not just not be interested in the product right now. It's, it's a bunch of things that go into it. Cause I was down for a little while too. You know, my fan remained, but it was a point I didn't watch it like I used to at all. Yeah. 
So, um, the other question I want to ask you before we get into NXT AEW, who's your favorite three wrestlers of all time? Not who's the best, who you think is the GOAT, none of that. Your personal <laughs> top three favorite. Top three favorite. Um, I'd have to go number one, you know, uh, John Cena. Uh, for me, it's just that guy's been around his entire career has pretty much been, you know, for me, uh, in my age group. Um, the Rock is definitely, uh, right up there for sure because, uh, not just how he, it's like how he transcended going beyond wrestling and, and into the world of acting for real and really putting himself out there as a star. Um, mm-hmm. and I think third, that's a tough one. Um, I'd have to say Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Cole definitely with his Ring of Honor work. Um, when I started getting back into wrestling a little bit, uh, watching his Ring of Honor work and um, New Japan and really seeing what he went through with the Bullet Club and going into, you know, now being in NXT and seeing the star he's becoming, he's really been put at the top for me, honestly. Yeah, Adam, Adam Cole, for me, was a guy I didn't really know too much about. I'll hear the name a lot, and I, look in, I looked him up, like you said, Ring Around the Days, and all that and bullet club stuff like that. I really didn't know much about it, but I started looking up. Hey, this guy, this guy's got it. So ironically, <laughs> I go to NXT in Brooklyn and he debuts. And I was Man. like, That's it was something. such a crazy moment because <laughs> I was, I was leaving actually. I was like, cause once McIntyre won the championship and you know, try to beat traffic, New York, of course, you're trying to beat traffic, trying to beat people out. And I just said, nah, I can't leave. It's, it's takeover. Something's going to happen. So I just stood at the top of the, uh, of the interest way, and all of a sudden, Adam Cole, ironically, I seen him, he came through my section, which was crazy to see, and it was, <laughs> now I've been a fan ever since, so, uh, wow. he's definitely one of my favorites, not top three yet, because, you know, I've been watching obviously longer than you, I'm older, but he's <laughs> definitely making his way, <laughs> so, but, that's crazy. you wanted to get into NXT and AEW, so, what did you see for NXT, AEW that you liked or disliked this week? Um, I think that this week, uh, you know, with NXT, it's kind of having that residual effect, you know, with Raw and SmackDown, kind of getting a little bit dry. Um, you know, the, the wrestling the last, like, couple weeks, uh, in general has been something that it's, I don't want to use the word revelation, but it's been something that wrestling fans now we can all appreciate, uh, because this whole Wednesday Night Wars thing, they're really bringing out the best competition. I just mm-hmm. think that with storytelling right now, um, NXT's kind of doing the same Monday Night Raw uh, and SmackDown kind of vibe. Like, it's like, okay, the good guy's in the ring by himself. You know, then he gets a match. Once he gets that match, somebody jumps him, and then, you know, it's just flat from there. You know, AEW's been doing because there's such a new program, and it's so fresh. It's like their storytelling is starting to become something that's been progressive over the last couple of weeks. And even before that, with like Double or Nothing and All Out, you've started to see the little, you know, seeds getting planted. And um, it's the little subtle things that I'm really starting to enjoy with AEW over NXT. But not to mm. say that you can't enjoy them both, you know? Oh, don't, don't get me started on that because I was just having a conversation with somebody about that, that there are people that, if I love WWE, I have to hate AEW and vice versa. And I'm just saying, man, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Man, enjoy both. Exactly. Why not? Exactly. I watch both. 
I love I love <laughs> WWE. I know it's like that like that girlfriend that get on your nerves, but you you love it anyway. <laughs> you I, I, WWE has gotten on my nerves plenty of time. I can point to my man Kofi losing the way he did, but let's not go that. I could do a whole episode on that. So oh, let's yeah. not even talk about that. Um, but nah, you can enjoy both, man. It's not it's not a crime. It's not you can enjoy both. You can be fans of both. I have AEW merchandise. I have WWE merchandise. I have I have it all, and it's nothing wrong with that. But people, yeah. people make it seem like you have to choose, and it's it's really sad that they can't enjoy both. Yeah, I mean this whole thing with because of social media, you got to feel like you got to pick a side, and it's like no man, enjoy it. Honestly, I mean it's like like you said, as wrestling fans, this is the best time, the most exciting, the most the most the best time to have an enjoyment of what we all love, and it's on the same night. So like one week, I'm I'm recording AEW, but I'm watching NXT live. And then mm-hmm. the next week, I I recorded NXT, and I'm watching AEW right there. My grandpa I did that this week, like, and he enjoyed it. You know, it's like they're trying to gain a new audience, and, they, and they're really trying to capture people. But you don't have to, you know, pick a side. You can enjoy it. You can't tell them that because they then you have the people that are very ratings conscious. Hey, AEW got this, and NXT. I said, well, you have to understand, and this not to down AEW at all. Just saying, but anything new. People are interested. People want to see what it's about. It always happens like that. It's going to be a spike. I'm not saying AEW can't keep it up. I'm just saying. But people like to use that AEW had more people viewing on a debut as opposed to NXT. I was like, people, well, NXT's been around. AEW having its first show, of course people are going to tune in. I mean, like, people like me, like you, you watch one, you watch one. Like, I actually watched both simultaneously last week. I had one on my tablet, one on yeah, my I haven't done that yet. <laughs> So not I was kind of watching both. I don't know. I, can I tell you how I did it? No, but I did. <laughs> but it don't. I'm just. I, I wish people would understand that. Like, enjoy it. Enjoy it. You going? You get. If you don't like something WWE, you can watch AEW. I'm guaranteed it's something AEW. We we not necessarily me and you, but people are not going to like. You may like more than WWE. It happens. It's not. Nothing's going to be perfect. Right. And I think that with AEW, you know, with the whole TV-14 thing is really, you know, it's grasping a new audience, which is why they're doing better. Of course. With, you know, with the 18 to 49 demographic, I think it was. Um, remember how a lot of people like, wanted, wanted WWE to do a PG? You know, I mean, people hate PG? Yeah, oh, no, I hate I hate PG. It's just when the storylines get too, like, they're, like, corny because they're written by, like, writers from, like, sitcom shows and not people who want to enjoy the business, you know? Perfect example, the Lana and Lashley thing. That annoys me to no end right now. Oh, yeah. No, this, uh, it's very uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> I mean, Man, it's, I, it's very uncomfortable. The crazy thing is for me, I always said that when movies, like, you know, if a guy, for example, I'm going to use Gabrielle Union in the case, if I was Dwayne Wade, I couldn't watch her kiss other guys. I just can't. I know it's a movie. I know it's acting. Maybe I'm territory. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. But <laughs> I just, <laughs> so... Looking at Rusev and looking at uh, what what's going on there, and I, I'm just like, I don't know how he does it. I, I, yeah, I can't I mean, bother. I, I would have ran that stage. Yeah, I, it's it's wild because you know, like before he was you know off TV, like pretty much off the grid for like a while. I mean, he was yeah. one of the most over dudes in the company going into WrestleMania with the whole Rusev Day thing. I was in the big fan of it, but you know what? Big That's big miss, big miss by them. Big yeah, miss big by them. Miss. You know, they could have done have something great with that. Do you have a Rusev Day shirt? <laughs> I do. I sure do. I was a huge I fan, I huge fan of Rusev at that time. still am, but I, I just feel bad because I feel like they just they missed it. They missed it twice, really. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I I don't know what's up with that, but um, I know you said NXT uh, this coming week you're excited for. Oh yeah, no, but, I mean this week I but something week, about yeah. this week feels special with NXT North American Championship in particular. You got Dominic Dijakovic versus Keith Lee versus Roger. Oh, Stone. you got the name. I there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. I had to look it up a couple times, but I got it. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's going to be, like, not only the most – I think it might be a match of the year candidate. Like, I really do. I'm thoroughly believing that. I saw Keith Lee perform live. I went to NXT TakeOver 25. That dude is a freak athlete. It's Can scary. I just say I'm still, I'm still kicking myself for not going to that? Dude, you should, oh my god, you should have won. You should have won. I should have you know, won. My first, I should have took my first live WWE event. Yeah, I mean, it was my first live event. I got to see a ladder match. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a great first live event. Yeah. And I saw Adam Cole win his first NXT championship. I was freaking out. My sister's like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah. No. I think I'll be all I'm right. I'm not okay. <laughs> it's, it should be good. It's, I mean, it's a great, you know, couple lines, well, a great lineup of matches, you know. That that card is going to be pretty sick. Yeah, it's got uh like you said, Dijakovic, Keith Lee, Roderick Strong for the North American side. You got Rhea Ripley and Bianca. That yeah, that's be good. a good match too. That should be that good. Be a really good match. That so that those two matches in itself should make NXT really good um, this coming week. AEW, of course, is going to follow their momentum. I'm excited to see what happens with the Inner Circle. Now, maybe I just got a quick question about AEW for you. Now, this is what I thought. It, the inner circle don't even look like they belong together, but it's actually pretty fun. It is. It is. It, it truly is. You know, WWE doesn't put an importance because, you know, when you read stuff online, his man doesn't like, you know, stables and factions. And, you know, this yeah. is something that they're taking from Japanese wrestling and they're implanting into an American program. And it's something that, because I love Santana and Ortiz. I absolutely love those guys. And to I see like them with a new fresh face, with Sammy Guevara, with, you know, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. Oh, my God, I freaked out when Jake Hager, like, when, when he <laughs> debuted, I freaked out. I couldn't believe it. I didn't, think, I didn't know who it was. I just heard the crowd screaming and the camera just canned over. I was like, that's, I was like, that's Jake Hager. There's no way. And then he just looked in the camera. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely him. <laughs> I'm a big fan of stables, and I don't understand if that's necessarily the case that why that he doesn't like stables. But man, if you look at it, the Attitude Era, and I know people like to compare, oh, there's nothing to ever be better than Attitude Era, but that's what you think. You got to look at it a different way. We were kids. Well, you know, yeah. you didn't watch you didn't watch it at the time, but I I was in the prom part of the Attitude. Era. I was like, you know, entering high school, leaving leaving uh, junior high and all that, and you had to watch it. Because you just had no idea yeah. what was going to happen. If you did not watch it, that was the one time mom let me stay up stay up on a school night. I could watch wrestling. After that, I had to go to bed. But she was a fan, too, at the time. So I was able, I was able to get away with <laughs> that. But st- if you look at stables back then, man, you had Nation Domination. You had Heart Foundation. You had uh, DX. You had Corporation, the Ministry. Corporate, I could go on and on. You had Evolution down the line later. You, I can look at it. But, and they worked. I don't understand how he doesn't necessarily like stables if that's the case because, man, they work. If done right, they work. Look at the Shield. The Shield worked. Yeah. As, much as, worked as much as I couldn't stand time. the other storyline with them with the turn, in, except, you know, Seth Rollins thing was cool. I hated I hated Dean Ambrose uh, turn at the time, but that, we're not even talking about that. Um, but look at the Shield. The Shield worked. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it can work. It's, 
Yeah, I look mean, at, with look, Japanese wrestling, you look no further, Vince McMahon, than look at Undisputed Era. I mean, I'm that's right there in your company. I'm afraid of what will happen if he gets his hands on, on Undisputed Era. I, I really am. <laughs> I'm honestly happy that NXT went live, so therefore they can stay longer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you have to keep that you know, like, together. With, with, with me for stables, you know, because I, I now, like, I get to watch New Japan wrestling just I got a little bit more free time on my hands, you know. If you look at the with the history of the Bullet Club, there's so much storytelling within Actions and Stables itself that it's like it's leaked over a little bit into, you know, with Double or Nothing or even before that was all in. It's like, dude, it's right there. And now that they want to, you know, that they have, like, the OC in WWE, like, expand on that. Make it bigger, you know. Exactly. And I said the same thing. I was just – you know, on the last podcast, I think uh, you, you uh, that you listened to, I said, "Why the OC losing so much? Yeah, you trying to make them dominant? Do you can't do that to them now. I know that not, not to discourage my boys the new day, but it's not even about they said they lose the loss to them, but they was losing before that even. I said, if you want to rebrand them as the OC, and I get it, and the, the shirt is dope and everything about it, so the new theme song is good. Man, make them a dominant force. I'm not saying they're never going to lose, but man. Expand on that, like you said, perfect word. Expand on that. Make that legit. Yeah, I mean, they could have done like a, you know, for me, I know you asked me at the beginning, my top three, you know, my favorites, but I could have put EC3 right there with Adam Cole for me because I love his impact work, but you could have had EC3 be a muscle guy in the OC. It's a guy that's not doing anything right now and really could have, you know, used that kind of push to elevate him in the mid card, you know, and yep. instead they're just having the same three guys every night AJ Styles wins, and Gallows and Anderson lose. It's, it's each time. It's starting to get frustrating, you know? Like, you can do a whole sense. lot better with that. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily know, like, what the end game is with that. Hopefully it's something good. But, like, hopefully on Raw they get a better run or the rebrand, so to speak, get a better run. But we everybody's oh, yeah. putting, putting Finn in there because yeah. of obvious reasons. You oh. said for the club, of course. Put Finn in it. Why is – as much as I love Finn in NXT – I love Finn being back in his team. I do. I love it. Put Finn against Gargano. Put Finn against put Finn against everybody. But yeah. if you wanted to expand on the OC, you could have put Finn there. And we've been talking, man. I think we've been talking about that since AJ got there. Yeah, it would have been one Finn or them to be the club, all four of them together for the longest, and they still haven't done it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they didn't pull the trigger. It's just getting like you know we're waiting on it, waiting on it. This is that's a big opportunity if they want to win. Something like the Wednesday Night War, you know, have somebody join the Undisputed Era. Have another person or, you know, something. Make yeah, it a little like, bit that's, that's more interesting. Do that. have, have another stable. Like, make another one. I know you got the Forgotten Sons, but they kind of seem to be in and out on them. I mean, you They're know, dry. obviously, on the, yeah, they kind of are. They got to <laughs> do something with them. They had Sanity. They ruined that. Thanks, yep. uh, main roster. <laughs> uh, but... You can throw another statement. I mean, don't NXT is doing fine to me, but I'm talking about like for Raw and SmackDown. It's just like, what are we doing here? Yeah, no, there's no continuity, and you know, with, with them going, with SmackDown going to Fox, you know, you have an opportunity to really make some stars and really make it a, you know, big fight feel for every Friday. And instead, they're kind of dropping the ball. I mean, look at the way they did this draft. They tried to make it like the NFL draft with a fake war room, you know. <laughs> And it was like, that was what, so like, unnecessary. Really I, I get it. it I do. I get it. But it doesn't, it just doesn't fit. And then, you know, for me, they tried to do 
and I know I'm getting this myself later, but why if you drafted Seth to Monday Night Raw and you drafted Bray Wyatt to SmackDown, why on earth are they fighting for the Universal Championship, which is a Raw title right now, at Crown Jewel? It makes no sense. And did you What's see the, the situation they put on the bottom? Oh, that can't can't be stopped for anything. Yeah, it can't be stopped for any reason. That's because they tried to play our so, intelligence so at the now, last so time. Now, what are we going to do? Let's say, let's say that Bray wins, and which he should. He should have won the last time. What happened? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not even. That's again. I could I could go wherever with that. <laughs> but <laughs> so now Bray has to win. If you're if you are marketing Bray the way you are, and Bray is probably the hottest superstar right now, WWE wise. He has to win. So then you got Monday Night Raw uh, belt. What belt do they have? They don't have anything. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with finish wise. Well, I'm, I'm honestly, I watched the first Saudi Arabia event, and I haven't watched one since because I feel like it's a glorified house show. But oh, yeah. I may tune into this one, maybe, because I want to see what happens. So, But I don't understand the putting them two against each other. I mean, they better have a, a long-term plan about that because they don't. It's going to look really bad. Yeah, I mean, they, Bray was having so much momentum. They kind of, I'm not going to say they killed it at Hell in a Cell, but when they you got folks that are doing like 10, 15 minutes after the match is over, staying extra time to avoid their discussion, they got to do something. They got to listen to the fans. I said in the last podcast, they backed themselves to a corner because the only way that match comes off great and the fans are happy is if Bray wins the championship. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it didn't even have to be like a squash, you know? It's just no, like, it didn't. When Bray it, it, it really did on, it could have been you know, that match they had, but Bray still won. Yeah, I mean the sledgehammer hit when when how is it that like Seth Rollins kind of got up quick with a giant after getting hit with like a giant mallet? To be honest, it was a giant mallet, and then Bray gets knocked out by by a sledgehammer. It doesn't make any sense, you know. And we, we you got to do more with that. Yeah, especially in a Hell in a Cell match. Because you want to just have that in a Hell in a Cell match, that's that's not good enough. That's just okay at best. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the fans voiced their displeasure. And, you know, it was really disappointing. And to try to, you know, explain to people, I was like, well, you know, maybe they have something going for the long term. And then I saw the Crown Jewel thing. I was like, you know, you could have done this in the first place, right? Like, and it was a Hell in yeah. a Cell match. Now, now, it, doesn't, now it doesn't make... It doesn't make sense again. Yeah, and they back themselves into a corner because, like, if you don't give it to them, well, then the fiend is just like old Bray Wyatt, regular. you know, just putting yep. out their regular, regular threats and then not doing, not capitalizing on anything. That's a very good point because that's exactly what he would be—the same Bray Wyatt he was before. It just in, with a mask. Exactly, it's like what Samoa Joe is kind of going through right now, and I feel bad because Joe is one of my guys and. and Samoa Joe really just like it's like they're dropping the ball with him. He made another those, person. He know, another person he missed on. He should have been brought. Yeah, but but you know, whatever. Yeah, I hope they ha- honestly. I hope they have a face block. I don't. I don't know. Did he get smacked? Uh, drafted to SmackDown or Raw? Uh, I don't even remember honestly. <laughs> I, I think he might have been drafted to Raw. So if anything, I think that he should go up against Raw's next. Or the Fiend, if, if the Fiend is able to actually win this one, that I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I wouldn't either. So, appreciate you being on the podcast, man, and look forward to having you again. Oh, definitely. No problem, man. I really enjoyed it. So, hopefully, we, we I'll get you back on. Uh, you know, obviously, we got wrestling 
all week coming up. And oh, we got yeah. Crown Jewel. I'll probably, I'm most likely bring you back on for Crown Jewel because I'm curious to see what happens if we both can talk about that because they go, they fight themselves a corner on both matches with the Fiend and, uh, Seth and then they making a big thing of this Brock Kane Velasquez match, which whatever that, I'm to me. For that. I, I oh, you're actually excited. I'm not. Excited I'm, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> maybe you maybe know, I'm upset about Kofi still, so maybe that's what it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the Kofi thing was just wild, disrespectful. But Kane, watching Kane Velasquez is somebody that, like, I, I enjoy UFC. Like, when Kane Velasquez beat the piss out of Brock Lesnar, and now to see his face like that when he showed up, I'm excited for Crown Jewel just for that one match. All right, well, I, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'll be slightly excited. I'll actually watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. A big thank you to my guest, Travis Gerard. Always good to chop it up with some fellow wrestling fans, man. It's always a good time. So with that being said, man, I'll be right back to wrap this up. Stay tuned. Next week, I'll once again review the week that wasn't wrestling, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, AEW Dynamite, NXT, I'm also thinking about doing a giveaway. I know there are people out there, wrestling fans out there that play WWE 2K20. So I'm thinking about doing a nice little giveaway for that. Stay tuned for details about that. I'm probably end up posting on my page and my Twitter. I'm not 100% sure just yet on that. So um, also for anybody in the New York, New Jersey area, man, make sure you check out Ringside Fest. It's pretty dope. Um, the four superstars they got this year, Seth Rollins, Ricochet, Jeff Hardy, Sasha Banks. Should be a dope time. I've personally never been, but it's something I'm actually looking into going to this year. I actually wanted to go to last year. Uh, I think they had Undisputed Era, which I'm highly upset I missed. But that's a whole other story. And uh, so hopefully, man, I, I get to see, uh, meet meet those guys. Uh, I didn't get a chance to go last year. So um, thank you to everybody that listened or has listened. Um, big thank you again to my guest, Travis Gerald. Um, if you want to be a guest... Hit me up. I'm always ready and willing to talk to anybody about wrestling. If you want to be in the sports edition, let me know. Um, so, again, thank everybody for listening, the support, everything. I appreciate it so much, though. So, with that being said, I'll see you all next Saturday, man. Peace.